If you're stuck in a rut, if you know there's more to life than what you're currently experiencing, and you're tired of reading inspirational quotes and memes without experiencing any real change in your life, the Straight Up Living Podcast was created for you. My name is Keith Smith. I'm a writer, nomad, and a dream igniter who broke free from a life where I felt stuck, my dreams dead or dying, with no clue what to do about it. Well, I found a way out, and I want that for you too. This show can help you do that. Real inspiration with no BS. Just straight up strategies and ideas that can help you break out of the rut and experience life in a way that's more fun and meaningful. Hello, my friends. This is Keith, and I am so grateful that you're back to the podcast. You know, it wasn't just, golly, just a few weeks ago. We were getting close to a thousand downloads, and now in just a short amount of time, we have just blown right past a thousand and are, like I said, well beyond it now. So I'm just so grateful that you're taking the time to come and listen, and you're not alone. So if you're listening, there are a bunch of other people listening too. Okay, today we're going to talk about something that I know so many people are experiencing right this moment, and I have experienced it myself, and and even you know, it comes and goes. You don't always just get rid of it altogether. Sometimes it'll come back on you occasionally, depending on the situation. But what we're talking about is how the more desperate you are for something, the less likely you are to get it. So let's get into it. You know, in fact, the less you care about something, the more likely you are to get it. The more desperately you try to attract more of something into your life, the further you're going to be from it. Now, I know that sounds like a paradox, but let me explain. When I say the less you care about something, what I'm saying is the less you are attached to a narrow, specific thing or outcome. When you are attached to an outcome, you have now limited the parameters for which whatever it is that you're wanting more of in your life, you're now limiting the ways in which it can show up. Think of it as... A Chinese finger trap. You ever seen one of those things? It's like this paper woven tube. And what you do is you insert one finger from each hand into the two ends of the tube. And the more you struggle, the harder you pull and try to remove your fingers, the more stuck they get. It doesn't matter how hard you pull because the more you work at it, the more stuck you are. But when you stop struggling and stop all of that excessive effort, boom, your fingers are free. So what we're talking about here is something that I call desperate energy. Okay, when you have desperate energy, you're putting yourself into a highly charged emotional state. and You tend to overreact or uh, your perceived mistakes and shortcomings. And let me say that again. When you have this desperate energy, your emotions are just pegging out. You know what I mean? They are pegged and you are in a highly charged state, which makes you overreact and perceive your mistakes or shortcomings as much more than they really are, if they are at all. And all of that energy makes you focus even harder on what it is that you're lacking. And the thoughts that arise from that are not positive, nor are they productive. You know, disparate energy, it puts me in mind of something else. And I've talked about this before And honestly, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I know I've written about it and I have uh, made social media posts about it and so forth. But it reminds me of something called the law of reverse effect. Because here is what I have learned so far in my own personal journey. 
It's all about acknowledging what you want and then working toward it. But that's where the waters can get a little murky because you have to take action, but you can't force things either. It may seem like a paradox, like I said, but it's what some refer to as, like I said, the law of reverse effect. Basically, the harder you try, the harder it gets. And why is it? Well, here's why. It's not really all that complicated, so stay with me. When your will, your willpower, your will, which is your conscious mind, okay? When it wages war with your imagination, and that's your subconscious mind, the imagination wins every single time. Have you ever wanted to do something so bad that it hurt? Like I said, you're like just desperate to do it. And you said to yourself, well, I'll try. Well, when you say that, let's be honest, even the tonality in which you often say it, it just uh, reveals that you don't really expect to succeed. At least not subconsciously. In other words, you can't imagine yourself being successful in whatever it is that you're trying to do. And when that happens, it won't matter how much or how hard you try or how desperate you are. Your will is strong, but it will always yield to your imagination. I mean, I know you have felt it before. When you're desperate, it's basically put you in panic mode. It's fight or flight. And all of your decisions and your thoughts are all centered around just surviving or just desperately clawing your way, just trying to find a way to make it happen, to make it work, to force it. And the more you work at it, the more you think on it. And the more you think on it, the further away you get from it. Now, I know, again, that that can sound like a paradox, but stay with me because, you know, I'm always talking about focusing your energy and using your thoughts to change your life. Well, all of that is still true. When you're walking from a place of belief with a solution-oriented mindset and with a subconscious that you have intentionally empowered with a sort of programming that serves you and doesn't sabotage you. And it reminds this whole thing about desperate energy also reminds me of something else. And like I said, when you get desperate, you are just hyper-focused on what it is that you don't have, on what it is that you want to do but have not slash cannot do for whatever reason. So you become hyper-focused on it. And that puts me in mind of something else, which is a psychological concept that's known as the ironic process theory. And basically, that means something like this. When you intentionally try to avoid thinking about a certain thought or a certain feeling or a certain anything, the opposite effect is often produced. The more that you try not to think about it, the more you think about it. If you ever try to go to sleep at night and as soon as you close your eyes, your brain goes into hyper mode. It is just the floodgates of thoughts open up and they're pouring forth at a rate that is just impossible to deal with or comprehend. So naturally, you can't go to sleep, even though you're desperately wanting to. So when you begin to think, I need to stop thinking, I need to stop thinking, I need to stop thinking, let me ask you, has that ever worked? Even one time? I'm guessing no. Because the more you think about not thinking, the more thinking that you're doing. 
And this is exactly why I never coach people to suppress their thoughts or try to, you know, to use a delusional method and try to trick yourself by ignoring your problems or ignoring your thoughts. Because it just doesn't work. And the more stressed you become, the worse this effect becomes. And all this leads to overthinking, overreacting, and inaction. It's one of the chief causes of paralysis by analysis, when you, where you think and think about something, but you never actually do something. Or if you do at least even attempt to do something, you're just so desperate that you're, you're attacking it like in panic mode, and you're just spinning your wheels. And this is what desperate energy does. Desperate energy blocks your subconscious. It's like this builds a wall from that, uh, that prevents your subconscious from helping you solve problems. And that's something that the subconscious is really good at if you have spent the time, like I said, intentionally developing your subconscious to serve you and not sabotage you. And the whole thing, remember, the subconscious learns by highly charged emotions and repetition. So if you walk and spend your life in desperate energy all the time where you're in you know constant panic mode, you're just really desperate, and you live this way day in and day out over and over, you're going to actually install programs into your subconscious mind that's going to keep you in a loop of self-sabotage. So here's a tip and a trick for you. When you encounter a problem or there's something that you really want to do, go ahead and study. Go ahead and look for solutions. Work on it. Expend that effort on the, on, the, on the issue. And then let it go. Here's what I mean. Release your attachment to exactly how it's going to unfold. Just know that it is going to happen. So release your attachment to it. And allow yourself the opportunity to get one of those aha moments. And you do that like this. You go ahead, like I said, you spend the time, you work and you study on the problem. You look for solutions. You get your pen and paper out, what, or, you know, your laptop, whatever it takes, and do your research, work on it, and look at it from every possible angle that you can. And if you don't come upon the solution right away, don't fret. Just release your attachment to figuring it all out in that moment. And then just put it up for a while. This is when you have to walk away. Go for a walk. Take a drive. Like if you have an errand to run, go ahead and do it. Or maybe uh, it's time for you to take a shower, whatever. Because understand, just because you're disengaging from it consciously, disengaging from the work consciously, and you're going about doing something else, like say, like I said, going for a walk, it doesn't mean you have stopped working on it. Your subconscious mind is still working on it. And this is exactly how those aha moments have happened. Have you ever been trying to think of something? Uh, it could be something as simple as someone's name or the name of a movie or a song. And it's on the tip of your tongue. And, oh, God, you're just, you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking. You just cannot come up with it. And you just, you know, say, all right, screw it. Just you totally forget about it. And you go about doing something else. Then all of a sudden, boom, it pops right into your mind. You're like, oh, my God, boom. Then you say it. That is an aha moment, and that is your subconscious mind at work. When you are desperately trying to remember, that wall went up, and it blocked you from getting the answer that you needed because that's, that's desperate energy, which leads you to fight-or-flight state of mind. And the only thing that happens in that state of mind is survival. When you're not in that desperate energy, your subconscious is free to do its thing, and its thing is to help provide you with solutions. It's just really a form of gentle patience. And desperate energy is the opposite 
of gentle patience. Ultimately, this is really about properly using your power of focus. You know, as with all things that have power, they can be misused, and your focus is no different. No need to suppress your thoughts or expect bad habits to just disappear. Because if you direct your focus like that, you're going to end up in having desperate energy. Instead, intentionally direct your focus, your attention, onto solutions, or at least potential solutions. Put your attention onto what is possible. Live in the realm of possibilities and in what you can control. Put in the effort and study. Work hard on it. Do what can be done. And then step away and allow yourself to disengage for a while. Like I said, go for a walk, go for a drive, whatever. And allow your subconscious mind to have a chance to work on the problem for you and give you one of those aha moments. I'm not going to pretend that this happens like the first 24 hours you practice this. This takes some work. This whole methodology that I'm talking about right here, it's all about, again, comes back to self-awareness, learning how your mind works and learning to recognize when you're changing states of mind, when your disposition is is changing, when you are going from a solution-oriented mindset where you're relaxed, but you're working on the problem, and you begin to shift over into this desperate panic-style energy, you will learn to recognize that and begin to head it off sooner and sooner, which can save you oh, tons of heartache. And sometimes that tons of heartache and struggle can translate into years if you're not careful. So you don't have to overthink all of this. This is not like a lot of hard work. This is just a simple understanding of how your brain works and how to use it for your advantage. So much of what we are experiencing when we are desperate for something, when we're, you know, focusing on what we don't have, it boils down to we're just not using our brains properly. And, you know, to be fair, no one really ever taught us how to do this. I mean, I didn't learn any of this and stuff in school, did you? So, I mean, I had to learn this on my own, kind of by accident almost, as I stumbled across, you know, books and people who kind of turned me on to these concepts, and I began to dig and explore. So, you have to take the reins of your own life. You have to, um, you, you are the helmsman, basically, of your own ship, and just, that ship is your life. So, a quick recap. The more desperate you are for something for something to happen, an object, whatever, the less likely you are to get it because it puts you into a state of desperate energy, which is a panicked kind of a fight or flight type thing, which narrows your decision-making capabilities and narrows uh, the scope of opportunities that you're going to recognize. Remember the law of reverse effect. The harder you try, the harder it gets. And when that happens, it's because you have pitted your will against your imagination. And if your imagination has not been intentionally designed and programmed, which you can do, then your imagination is not going to give you the power to overcome, the power to succeed at what you're trying to do. And your willpower is never going to win when it goes toe-to-toe with your imagination. And also remember, this is not about suppressing your thoughts Getting back to the ironic process theory, you know, the more you try to to suppress or ignore something, the more it's going to amp up and be all up in your face. Remember that desperate energy blocks your subconscious from helping you solve the problems that you're trying to solve. And bringing it right back home to 
the power of your focus. Because like I said, all things that are powerful, they can be used for good, they can be used for bad, and your focus is no different. You don't have to suppress your thoughts. In fact, do not suppress your thoughts. Do not try to uh, eradicate bad habits and expect them to disappear. Because you have to intentionally direct your focus onto solutions. Put yourself into the land of possibilities. Put in the effort and study on whatever it is you're trying to do and then disengage and allow your subconscious to continue working because it is and bring to you one of those aha moments where the next few steps are going going to become clear to you. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. It's going to be short and sweet this week because this is kind of a tricky thing with the mind. The mind will want you to think that this is complicated, but it isn't. So I wanted to keep it under 20 minutes so you have time to listen to it again and simulate this into your life, begin to understand it and see how simple it really is, and then immediately begin implementing it. And the sooner you begin to do that, the sooner you're going to get really good at recognizing when desperate energy shows up. There's no need to be desperate. You are 100% capable of achieving the dream that you see in your mind. You are capable of living the life that you've been longing to live. If you enjoyed this show, if you feel like you're getting something out of it, please subscribe and rate and leave a review because there's a lot more coming in future episodes. And tell your friends about it and bring them along on this journey with us. Go to our Facebook page and like it. It's Straight Up Living. Same on Instagram. It's called Straight Up Living. And also go to straightupliving.com. Leave comments. Send emails. Let us know your questions and what your struggles and successes are. Tell us what you're up to. And let's see how many people we can bring into this movement of being happy, living with meaning and purpose. Let's bring more light and beauty into the world. We need more people living like that, right? So thank you. I've loved hanging out with you here today. And I look forward to doing it again soon.